0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDSE.
2: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 697 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by J.D. Raider in his favorite, his best, this is his Sunday best Harley shirt. It's true. And slick back hair. Lives for New Year's Eve. Loves sloppy steaks. Ben Askren, what's going on, buddy?
1: Sloppy steaks? I never heard that Slop one. Slop them it's up. Sick. Slop them up, buddy. Dude, I imagine that's like a big old porterhouse with a lot of fat on it. Or...
0: And water. You just pour water on it. And then you eat as much as you can before they kick you out. <laughs>
2: It's from a show. From I think you should leave. I I know. know I know. That's what made it kind of funnier. Hey, so we're all here. We got we got fifty eleven things to get to on this show. Very very exciting stuff here. Um, So let's start with the, the 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 big news. What is going on at Northwestern? So, item one: Carter Young is transferring. From Northwestern to Oklahoma State. Now it's interesting because, you know, the last kind of spring and summer, you're like, how did this kid get out of get out of Stillwater? And then he goes and balls yeah. out at at uh, World Team Trials, and Andy Hamilton is like, how the heck did this kid get out of Stillwater? And so we I don't usually to...
1: get out of Stillwater. It's pretty rare.
2: No, no, they don't. I mean, th- what's the, I mean. Forget Stillwater. Yeah, even out let's of the talk whole about state this, of Oklahoma. Let's talk Oklahoma. I mean, it, a- apart from Tate Piccolo, who's the last blue, blue chip guy to get out of the state and, 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 or to get out of Oklahoma you, State's grasp?
1: You, you know? know? because Tate Piccolo went to OU, and his dad went there, so it's obvious. But, yeah, I mean, we're going, we go many, many years back. Now, Jordan Williams committed to Missouri, so that's another one. Are you so sure about did, that? He did not. Wait,
0: listen. I, I saw it on Instagram. No. He put up a bunch of schools on Instagram. You didn't well, swipe, listen, maybe? I didn't swipe. I, I, no, it was, I don't. Missouri I don't wasn't even the Jordan first w- one, for the record.
1: <laughs> I don't even follow Jordan Williams. Maybe Instagram just knows what I like, and I go through the search feature, and boom, Missouri. Okay, all there right, There we go.
2: Let's not get too distracted by where he did right, not commit keep to. Going. Sorry, no Carter Young Oklahoma. is after a great, great performance. I talked to him, and I said, "Hey, man, what's going on?" How'd you get so good? And he credited Northwestern multiple times. He's like, basically, I've been there all summer training with Chris Cannon, Ryan Deacon, being coached by Jimmy Kennedy. And now I'm really, really, really good instead of just really good. And then we talk a little bit more about it. And it's like, hey, you went to you made a choice that, you know, surprised a lot of people when you went to Northwestern. He talked about, you know, right fit for him, coaches, et cetera, et cetera. Then a little bit later, I I asked him in the interview about, hey, what's going on? And um, he, he once again talks about why he chose Northwestern. So he's very clearly committed to and enjoying his time at Northwestern. and feels really strongly about the development going on there. Fast forward to like Friday, he's in the portal and he's gone and he's going to Oklahoma State. So what the heck happened? Is it like... You know, the theories are all out there, like, well, was this just some revisionist choice from Oklahoma State, and they just got involved, blah, 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 and now they they reached out? I was like, no, it doesn't sound like it was anything like that. It's It comes down to this. Jimmy Kennedy, who he credited for much of his development, alongside Andrew Howe, another assistant in Northwestern, two coaching hammers and former uh, amazing wrestlers, they are very likely gonna be terminated by the university. They have not, I know it was it was maybe put out there yesterday that he was they were fired. They're not been fired at this point, but Coach Kennedy and Coach Howe will not get the vaccine. Northwestern has a very clear policy that they outlined in May or June that says all students and faculty have to have the vaccine or you you can't be. You can't be on campus. You can't do the thing. So now this is all coming to a head because as, as Carter Young said in the, in the interview last week or was like the wildcat week, which was like school hadn't started yet or whatever. So this like the first day of class was like yesterday. So this is all coming to a head as far as when the students and when the faculty have to have the thing. And Jimmy Kennedy and Andrew Howell do not believe it's right for them to have to get the vaccine and they're not going to do it. They are not going to get the vaccine. So. Now North, Now there's like this staring contest or game of chicken, I don't know what you want to call it between the university and these coaches. What are they going to do? Are they going to Are they are really Are the
1: only two coaches in the whole athletic department? So, I I asked about that. Like, hey, how for the whole rare school, for that matter cuz there's teachers. Yeah,
2: for for the faculty, for the staff, for the how common is this Kennedy house situation? Are there people that and it seems like they are really sort of on an island here. There is not some faction behind them of other faculty members or coaches. It's kind of them. So, at least that's how it seems, and that's how it seems from people it. at Northwestern at the university. So, they're they're kind of on an island, which I don't know if that helps them or hurts. I mean, I feel that like hurts it, for sure. it hurts them because they're or not like a football. Co- if they were the football team, it'd probably be a big deal because that's a big deal at the at the university. But two assistant coaches at wrestling and the wrestling team's good, but you know, it's, it's not some huge uh, revenue generator for, for the university. So I don't know, but I think they're really, they're, they're waiting to see, will they really fire them? Will they really fire these guys for, for not getting the vaccine? So it's, I don't know if it's yeah. a, it's a game of chicken or what it is, but they're still working through the process. They haven't been, been fired yet, but the bottom line is Carter young said, what my coaches are not going to be there. I'm, I'm gone. And he yeah. he went back to Oklahoma and he's gonna be a gonna be a cowboy. And I think it it makes sense it makes more sense now then. And you know, back then it's like, hey, is there gonna be some overlap with this guy? Is he gonna be a twenty uh, thirty-three with Dayton and Mastro? Maybe it doesn't make sense, but in my interview he says, I ah, I think I'm probably a forty one. Well, if you think you're a forty one, well, shucks, that that works out pretty good for Oklahoma State, yeah. not to mention the fact that he's got a red shirt to play with. With all the eligibility concerns and the fact and him, that him
1: and Dayton Vick grew up training together, I mean that's, they grew up uh, training
2: together from okay. Sand Springs, um, to, to Stillwater, and now this. So, and Zoe, the, one of the RTC coach, the Cowboy Wrestling Club coach, is um worked with Carter for a long time as well. So it's uh, I mean, for, as far as a wrestling decision, it makes sense. But when I tweeted about you know Carter leaving and kind of some of the surprises, it's like. I wanted to make a point to say there's something else going on here. This is before I knew about the Kennedy stuff, but yeah. this is not a wrestling related decision. And, and Northwestern has kind of been, I don't know if they're snake bit. I don't know what it is, but you look at the, yeah. and maybe we'll, maybe we need to put pause there. And before we move on to the, like the, the, some of the athletes that have left and not gone to Northwestern, maybe just pause on the Kennedy house situation. Um, because it's, it's a huge story. It's, Brutal for Northwestern. And I'm wondering how many other coaches are in this situation. Um it I haven't heard of any others, but um you have to imagine they they are not the only two college coaches that are not vaccinated.
1: Uh that would be yes, I would agree with that. Uh and I don't know how many institutions are actually making people do it. I mean, I gotta think Northwestern is not the few. only one. Obviously, there was a Cornell issue. Um Yeah. Yeah. Very Please. unfortunate. I, that, that they get mandated to do this. It's yeah, it's no good. It's so political that you're going to be 100% one way or 100% the other. It sucks. And one other thing.
2: They, they try to get the religious exemption, Andrew and, and Jimmy. Apparently wrong religion because no religious exemption for them. So you have to have a certain religion, religion to not get the shot. So that's
1: unfortunate. Really? Which one? I don't
2: know. Whatever one they are does not pass the the,
1: the vaccine. They keep it a secret. Yeah. Yeah, I mean just just the, uh, and I don't want to harp on this too much but the 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 science is not all the way out yet. I mean the FDA committee just had a discussion on whether taking the vaccine outweighs the negative heart effects for men taking the vaccine under the age of 40. And so it's like even the FDA is still going back and forth on on what the actual real answer here is. And so for guys to lose their job over this is really unfortunate.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um I I think <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I got the shot, whatever. I wasn't really that fired up about it, but I did it just just because my freaking brother yelled sure. at me, um, and that was good enough for me. And I don't really freaking, I don't care. I don't think, I don't feel that at risk. But I also, I think it's a massive overreach to 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 say you have to have to do it. Yeah. Then again, all my. Remember, kid, like, got, in 20,
1: like in twenty in twenty nineteen, when they, you know, like other people's health was their own business, and we didn't. There is that thing where you can't I mean, even you know what, what procedure a big thing had. for a while.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, there's uh, HIPAA laws. True, but not I mean, it's all out the window so, anymore. So it's all out the some window. Vaccines to uh, like a, school. Yeah, if you can overreach. go to school? Yeah, but Ben, I'm sure yeah. you had to have some vaccines to go to Missouri for for any college. You yeah. certainly did to go to kindergarten. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not a not a new phenomenon. And yes. Yeah, all our kids have probably been vaccinated. Um, so, but, but here's, here's the other interesting wrinkle of all the, all of the COVID stuff. COVID is going to still have a huge, and I this, this is no surprise. It's going to have a huge right. impact on, on the college wrestling season. Um, there are many, many teams with large percentages of their teams. The wrestlers do not have the vaccine anywhere some, some teams, 15%, some teams, 50, some teams, maybe more many teams, less their guys are not vaccinated. Athletes yeah. are not vaccinated, and so well, what? So, does many, that mean? so
1: many of them had it last year, and and it, it's pretty crazy to acknowledge that that natural immunity is not even being acknowledged in the slightest bit anymore. Um, and and on top of that, if you look at healthy eighteen to twenty two year old males not not meaning no pre existing conditions, meaning they're actually in really good shape, they're not obese, um, the effect on them is negligible. Right. So, um.
2: Looking at um, some of the what are the impacts of of not being vaccinated versus being vaccinated as as an athlete? So if you get mm-hmm. contact traced and are not vaccinated, you're automatically out 14 days. So 14 days if you get
1: contact traced, which that means I sat next wait, to wait. Hold, on, in hold class. on, hold on, hold on. Are you sure this is true? Because now in my daughter's school last year, she actually somehow didn't get contact traced one time all last year. We were in person this year, no masks in person. And uh, we might be in the wild west out here. And if they get contact trace, they let you know, but you don't have to stay home unless there's symptoms. Okay, so well, like last week, for example, they're like, Alex was potentially in a class with someone who got Corona. Please watch out for symptoms, but she can still come to school. Yeah. Well, I don't think, for example, so that's I'm not the case. It's, with not your school. it's not your daughter's school. <laughs> w- well, I'm saying, I'm saying here, all, here's what I'm saying here. The point I'm making, Christian, is the rules between contact tracing last year and this year are significantly different well not not maybe at your okay. daughter's school but at these okay. universities
2: it is different uh, or the same I guess you could say so if you are not okay. vaccinated this is a fact this is the rule and I don't know if it's a rule for every university but it is a rule for at least a university and I think it is across the board you're out two weeks if you're just contact trace but if you are vaccinated you do not have to sit out so I'm vaccinated. I sit next to JD. JD contact trace. I'm cool. I'm not vaccinated. I sit next yeah. to JD. He's cheating off my test,
1: and um, I'm out for two weeks because he's a cheater. Can you believe that? And I I'm thought not, people you know, with I, I thought people with the vaccine could still get it though. They can't. Listen, man.
2: Are you asking for? I'm t- <laughs> I'm explaining the rule. Don't don't try to look for logic in in a lot of these situations. It doesn't make sense uh, logic. at all. I love logic. Um. Well. You might not like some of the times we're going through now. So yeah, it's going to have a huge right, impact. These teams are like, okay, I want my guys to get vaccinated so we freaking don't have guys. I mean, a big th- everything we were talking about you know, is still on the table, right? We-, we were talking about this all last year. Like if someone gets popped right at Big Tens, they're out for Big Tens and NCAAs, right? Well, this many guys are not vaccinated, so these teams are like pulling their hair out saying, okay, how how do I – get these guys to get vaccinated, but I can't make them you can't make them get vaccinated. So um you know, these coaches are, are obviously very stressed about that. And it'll be it'll be a storyline. It'll be kind of the boogeyman over the yeah. season. As you kind of hold well, your breath. I these mean, teams are gonna be holding their breath.
1: Yeah, we felt the effects. Nikki push ups, veto, we were we have we have felt the effects of people missing and I'm sure it's not the end um that being said uh let's let's talk about who's number one i don't i there's too much corona talk and we're not experts and uh i just want to get off it
0: i mean it's a huge topic and it's going to be a huge topic i think also we could start to see certain schools that like don't allow you know their athletes to compete against unvaccinated oh my god damn we're, we're I don't going. think that. Wow.
2: I don't think that can be true. I mean, that, there's no there's football full, full
1: Israel Iran. That's crazy.
2: I mean, that how are they gonna be able to do that? Um, Trying to create
1: second class citizens and violating HIPAA laws. Yeah, it's tremendous.
2: Yeah, I I I don't think it's. I mean, there's no football situation where that's happened, and not every like Big Ten to Big Ten. They there's like there's several Big Ten teams that are not mandating the vaccine. There are several big teams. Big Ten teams that are. So how could that happen in football? Not happen in football, but happen in wrestling. I don't think that's going to be. I don't think that can be the case, but we will see. No, um, it's just something yeah. I'm worried that would about.
1: Be, that would be a very scary place that America's gotten to if that would be the case.
2: And thinking about North, Northwestern, I just think it's just bad luck. Because the team is Ten. good. The wrestlers are good, right? But look at this, this list of, of transfers. Stefan Michich, Sebastian Rivera, Jason Surchis NCAA champion, now Carter Young, even going back to Johnny Sebastian. And then their snake bit with Bryce Brill, who's a huge recruit and always heard, same, and Lee Munster didn't pan out. And then they had flip commitments from Michael Beard, Anthony Cassiope, Nick Renan. Um, yeah. You know, and for- that, so
1: the other the other reason why that's super, why this is super relevant to, is specifically to Northwestern. And I, I was actually just thinking, um, doing some crowd... Stump crying yesterday, I was saying how good. You we don't really it. know how good of a coach Matt Storniola is. He might be a really, really, really elite coach, but he get, he's getting the shaft here with some of these things happening because their their roster cap is only like twenty five. And yeah. so if you're thinking it's not like you can bring in forty guys and develop, and then one guy leaves and you got a guy right behind him like some of these schools do, mm-hmm. um if you spend all this time and effort developing a person and then they leave, you essentially have to start again from scratch because you can't bring in the extras. Um, you know, like some schools do, and and like you should if you're want to be an elite university. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll actually. I think C-
2: Storniello is a good coach. I think he is a good coach. I think his development is great. And you look at, I mean, Rivera straight up. Rivera was better at Northwestern at least last year. Sebastian Rivera compared to the year years before, he just was better. So I don't. Um, you mm. know, I I think he's developed guys really really well. I think he's gone through some coaching turmoil. I mean, when he got there, you know, he was or you know, he was under Perriano. Perriano got fired and then he was the head man and he brought in different staffs. He had Brewer, Brewer left. The the machine kept rolling. Yeah. But this is going to be a new a new challenge to lose your assistants in October. It's not like and that's the weird thing and that's where I think there's a yeah. lot of maybe frustration with Coach Kennedy and Coach Howe. It's hey, in May, you you knew this and you could have You could have just resigned because you knew you weren't going to get the vaccine, but at the same time, I'm not not resigning either. That would have been convenient maybe for, for coach Storniolo, but may, but for coach Kennedy and coach
1: coach Storniolo probably knew where they stood too. this probably didn't come as a surprise to him. Um, and you know, he probably is like, Hey, these are my guys. I'm sticking with my guys and I'm going to let them make the decision that they want to make. And if I got deals in October, I got to deal with it in October. Um, and, you know, as fast as things are changing in America, the hey, maybe stuff between May and October, a lot of things could change. No question. No question. And, um, yeah,
2: I mean, think how – yeah. Anyway, lots of lot, lot changes very fast. So let's talk about who's number one. And I just have to say today's show and who's number one recap is presented to you by Vade Nutrition, the world's first pre-measured nutritional supplements wrapped in a dissolvable food-grade film. Created by a former Big Ten wrestler and seen on Shark Tank. Get 25% off with code TAKEDOWN25 on their website at wwwvade nutritioncom Shout out vade Nutrition. And there's a lot to recap from Who's Number One. It's historic because we had not one but two Who's Number Ones. We had the Friday, we had the, uh, the Women's Who's Number One, Saturday, Men's. Both were tremendous. Cecilia Williams was probably uh, one of the biggest revelations for me maybe i'm like super super late to the party but she's an eighth grader and she was i thought she was tremendous and her the physicality that she brought was 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 amazing but ben why don't we just start with you what what stood out to you for for who's number one
1: uh well so i did not watch it live i was AWA doing all weekend we had a great weekend we can discuss that later i know that's probably should be the number one topic though um it's not one topic in my life yeah um Let's see the, the one that stood out the most, cause I told you guys that, you know, I wasn't all that excited by the matches. And then I watched the last five this morning or four this morning. Um, uh, I think the best one was obviously Souderski and Jesse Mendez. It was a great match. And, you know, it was just, it was a good match without any context around it at all. Right. If you just put this match on the mat and said, watch this match. It was a great match action wise, uh, back and forth, both guys. Um, but then you put context around it, and it and it adds quite a bit to it. And I think probably from the standpoint of, uh, and I, I will say I didn't argue with you, but I think you were probably the one leading the train that Jesse Mendez is like ready to go be a college all American, which maybe Swiderski he beat is too. College all Americans sure. this off season, so fair enough, right? In freestyle, so um, and maybe Swiderski is that good also. But I think I, we were, I think you guys were probably surprised, or I was surprised that there was a high school kid that was competing with him.
0: I was not surprised that he was competing. I did not pick him, but I said going in, like, Casey Swiderski is a bad dude. Casey Swiderski is a savage. But I just thought Jesse was a tick better. He was, like, the same, but just a tick better.
2: Yeah, I think um, Swiderski's mentality and belief was something that I I mean, just how much he thought he could really win this match um, was, was so apparent. Going into it, and I—that's something I wouldn't have expected. You know, some—it's—it's it's hard to talk yourself into a challenge like this, but he—he's just the real deal every step of the way, and he came out and got the takedown. And then when Mendez responds and he gets his takedown, you're like, okay, well, now Jesse'll role and then it just wasn't that way he and i don't know if we have any footage i
1: hope we have we do right incoming incoming so hey two people this weekend christian at the AWA duels were telling me i only listen to flow on the radio it's so annoying when you guys show videos i said tough tough crap it's so i think the videos make the program so much better so you guys need to watch this uh on video
2: and watch it watch it um we try to we we try to thread the needle because talk
1: over it yeah
2: yeah we got to talk over you can't be like oh watch this you got to really describe it but you know, so sorry if you don't like that. But if you're watching on the video, it, it enhances it. And also, my boss yells at me when we don't have video clips. He's like, "What are you doing? Why don't you have clips?" I'm like, ah, I
1: think the video clips are—they really add so much to it. Yeah. In, my, in my opinion. And
2: Ben is who I'm talking about. Ben is my boss. I report to Ben. Ask. Uh,
1: Steve, surprised you didn't know that. Yeah,
2: yeah, you guys don't know that. Ben's my boss. So yeah, great, great match, great performance from from Casey Swiderski. And it was a match where. Normally when you, you see a match and there's a result and it's a surprising <laughs> result, it's like your perceptions of, of athletes changes, right? And it's like stock up this guy, stock down this guy. And I just all I thought was stock up Casey Swiderski, and I'm just as bullish on Jesse Mendez as I was before that match.
1: Really? Just as bullish. Just as.
2: Absolutely. Oh, I
1: don't know. I think you were talking about him making senior world teams and stuff.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> so, no, no.
1: What? You, didn't you didn't talk stop about yourself
2: that? right there. What we were saying is, who's the next generation? Who's coming up? Who are the, okay. who are the 2017 Yanis right now? Jesse Mendez is one of those guys who, in the next okay. generation, over the next squad, is going
1: to be contending. He's not ready to contend right now. Um, so that I means Swiderski, Swider, yeah, Swiderski is also because, yeah. you know, if you think about two, a Yanni and a Dayton, the only guys they lost to were other Yannis and Dayton's. I mean, you know, there was, there was quite a few of those guys. Where the hell Christian's mad at my statement, so he's leaving?
0: Yeah, he's getting the What's belt you digging before? for. Yeah, we got to have this. Before? I don't know why. What did I Just say wrong? Casey Swiderski. Did...
1: Swiderski? Yes,
0: yeah, Swiderski. Uh,
2: man, man, it sounds like a skit from Whatever. the Bears in SNL. <laughs> Casey you know, Swiderski. Um, he Swiderski loves... Swiderski, hey. He probably has a piece of sa-
1: sausage log- lodged in his sausage. Okay, um, oh. so anyways... The the guys who we're talking about who are that, that they, I feel like they only lost to kind of like each other. They w- didn't lose to other people. So if you're saying Men is on that level than Swiderski, Sw- Swiderski has to be also.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know
0: because this was not like a
1: fluke match where no, uh, that comes was on not a back? fluke match. No, no,
0: no, sir. Not but, a fluke. It was surprising. I mean, he was coming off a loss in the Fargo finals, which is why it surprised me that I just didn't think. He was he should promise, but he wasn't ready to be on this level just yet. But I mean, he did something in the past two months to show and made gains, and I think his quickness and timing surprised yeah. Jesse. He's he's really athletic,
2: in addition, and he's got the yeah. physicality behind it. He's slick. I mean, his uh, the double on the edge when he beat the wizard of Mendez, it looked like. Yeah, you know, that, that, that was foot? such a fun exchange. I don't know if we can cue that up again. That was good, but it's like that was really good shot from Swiderski, hard wizard, and you think, oh my gosh, how did Mendez stop that that attack?
1: And then yeah, here it, yeah, it there it limp, was, catch limp and then catch foot. It was really then
2: good. limp limp arm hard and catch him, and all the while you're having to to drag toes on the edge because it's it, the high school yeah. it, the college out of bounds rules. It was just a, an amazing exchange from from Sudursky and it's really like man how did how did Mendes stop it initially and then it's like whoa Sudursky figured out the finish love the love the NCA rules um i think we're going to keep what that What did I you thought... think
1: about the cautions? Oh don't Mendes.
2: don't even don't even
1: Well that's that's part of the match it was a one point difference I know there i just don't want to
2: about refs
1: it's like my thing Well but when, but when i when i watch when i watch okay you just go pause to that lineup that he just did there where he got cautioned and it's like that's not how you're allowed to line up like you're just not.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just think that shouldn't have been two cautions back to back. It should have like that's come the, off yeah, that, and then. Um,
0: they gave uh, two okay, within like sense.
2: one second. I I just yeah. don't think. Uh, I don't, don't
0: yeah. even think Jesse realized that he got the first one. No, I don't either. Got it. Which was largely the issue to me. He was very confused. And so were his coaches.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just don't think that's how you call cautions. Um, we can probably. Yeah. Our,
0: I don't know if we have that full clip but the uh, caution sequence is in it yeah the
2: final two yeah so he got one earlier that was earning he knew about that one so it's not really actually the first one it's the, the... yeah i think it's in the end of the second period right or what yes. is it? correct yeah it's right before this tyler when he's lining up on top yeah right around here right there
0: so yeah he hops on oh. and so they gave the first one because Jesse came on top before he was told to. Right. Yeah, but he didn't you realize see, like, it. he didn't he didn't even look up he had no idea. And then he bumps a little bit. Right. And they give the second but one, but that, but also look how high he is there.
1: That's not an that's not a legal starting position. Yeah, so I just I know I didn't well, even realize I think that's got why two one they called here. him the second one. The
0: first one was literally just for high coming on top there. before yeah. he was told. But they're supposed to okay
2: after that first one, you got to give him to come off. He Just
1: said clear back, yeah, uh-huh.
2: clear back. You can't after you get a caution. It's like man, I remember that it was kind of an annoying thing about remembering coaching. But it's like hot nice. hot man, get off, and then you come back on. And then, yep. then go. You, but you can't just like stay Crouch on. But also, you gotta gotta slow down. What are you lining up all all weird for? It's like, um, everyone knows yep, the rules. I agree. So that was, but that, but I don't want to get going on that because then the the worst part, the worst, the worst call was
1: was the Henson Williams sequence. Which one? The key lock. We have that clip as well. Dude, okay, so hold on. But that, I don't believe, okay, so I hate that move. I was going to flip on it also. Well, it's not a move. I it's, don't, totally actually, it's, it's totally, totally illegal. It's totally illegal. It's a Kimura. I mean, it is a Kimura. And, and the part that I get so annoyed is if you're successful on it, you will snap something in their shoulder to the point where they're out for six six months. But I, is it illegal in the, as far as the rule book definition? Is it a penalty in one point? Because I yes. don't think it is. Yes, it is. Real, Real Woods, not uh, in, dangerous.
2: NCA, no, it's an illegal move. Oh, it is illegal. It, it was called illegal. You don't think it should be?
0: No, it should. It absolutely it, should be. 100%. It is illegal. Yeah.
2: This is what they got. Real Woods with uh, in his. I don't know if it was a round of twelve match or it was a big match.
0: That. DeSanto, famously. No. Oh well, that's yeah. Different. DeSanto. He was, was just, over trying over <laughs> <arm>. <laughs> just trying Woods to break his out.
2: Real Woods was standing and trying to yeah. Um, yeah. trying to you know get get a little cute
1: takedown, but it's it's one hundred percent illegal. Yeah, and, and it's, but then it, the injury time. So then Henson gets down, and that is the point difference too. Yeah, so it's it a po- huge part of the match. two point swing. Yeah, two point and swing. Then,
2: it's just it's just not. Uh, there's no folk style, freestyle, Greco.
1: It's not, it's, it should never be legal in any. Not legal. Of,
2: it's, it's not, not legal.
1: legal. Jiu-jitsu. only jujitsu should be legal. in jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu you yeah. are trying That's
2: we're where breaking arms is like a goal. It is not a goal, goal, goal of wrestling, and it's not a wrestling move, and it's illegal.
1: But, it should have been called illegal, and yes. he should not have had to give up choice. And- Wait, so if someone does something illegal and then you take injury time, it's still injury time, right? That's what I was, I was thinking about this, and I think it is. It is
2: still injury time, but you don't give up choice if it's caused by an illegal move.
1: Oh, okay, great. That's, I mean, yeah. that's how it should be. I wasn't sure. Right. Uh, the other, But the other thing, so then to, to defend Henson, the second potential, I don't know if we can pull it up, where he's almost all the way behind him and it gets called potentially dangerous at the point at which it got yes. on the single leg. At the point at which it was called potentially dangerous— it it was no longer potentially dangerous. There was no point where he was going to put force on the hip or the knee at that point. That that point had already been crossed. That threshold was already over, and he was at the point where now he needed to secure the hip. So the the fact that they called it potentially dangerous at that point in time that was that was really frustrating because we're like, nah, he's past that point. There's no there's no more threat to the knee or the hip.
2: Well, I I think that is a super nuanced position where you have to really really know wrestling positions in the human body. One, two.
1: We'll probably, I I, hold on. I a take a little.
2: Issue. We not? don't have it. I, I take a little issue with the call when the guy puts himself in that position, right?
1: That too. We well, see, that too. Yes.
2: I don't. I. It's like, man, you you you, Jordan Williams, put your knee in the compromised position. Now, is that a reason to let something go and have someone get injured? No, I don't know, but I don't like the idea of incentivizing flex flexible guys to yeah. make their knees look Absolutely. weird so they can get
1: out of a potential scoring situation for their opponent. I think yeah. that's so I right. so I agree. I was actually talking we had unfortunately we had a couple kids get hurt this weekend. It's actually three shoulders, but one one of the kids um and listen the, the ref should be protecting but one of the kids was in a power half and didn't want to go over and it did eventually get stopped but before it got stopped his shoulder actually got hurt. I think he separated his shoulder or something. But I was saying, like I wrote, I wrote an article many years back about how potentially dangerous if outlawed might actually make it safer. And this is more for more for college kids than high school kids. But if I mean, if you guys wrestled, you're in a power half. You know, if I just lay here long enough and it gets bad enough, the referee is going to stop it. Yeah, I'll just keep lay. I'm incentivized to lay there because I know they're going to protect me. I don't have to protect myself. Whereas if I know I have, and this is again college guys where they really know what's going on. If they know I have to protect myself, then man, they're more apt to say, "Okay, I'm just going to roll over cuz no one's going to protect me here." And then again, I think about part of me thinks you're right, but also I'm like,
2: "Ben, you're you yourself have a can take a, a pragmatic approach that I think logically makes sense, but I think so many of these college guys are so headstrong, superman complex kind of thing, they're just going to They're just gonna take it, and like,
1: man, I don't know. I think it's gonna. I mean, I think if if we outlawed it tomorrow, there's gonna be a few people in the beginning that are gonna snap their shoulders off, mm -hmm. and then, and then the coaches are gonna be like, "Hey, guys, listen. If you don't roll over, your shoulder's gonna get snapped off. Stop being a dummy, you know." Because it's like, hey, is it six months or three points? And so maybe maybe in a in a dire situation like an NCA final, we might see that happen um, potentially. But I think in other things, in the beginning, it might happen. But after a while, it wouldn't. Or are think, we getting close
2: i think you would see the thing with the knee um right. i think that would maybe change more than the because i do well, th- i do think some guys is, put their
1: knee in a weird situation just absolutely. for that they know they can hold well, on at, and get uh yeah so dangerous but the other thing here is in in the majority of situations where refs stop potentially because the knee they don't actually understand the situation and it's not actually dangerous so hold on i think we're here right there okay so that. right uh right there is bad but Jordan Williams is fine there and then if we go a little further i think is when they so this, if if this is when they stop at this and this is the one i'm talking about no that's not the one so it would be they got position one I'm a couple about. times that Why did match? They stop? yeah so there's one where he's almost in like a quad pod almost like rear rear behind him <laughs> hold on guys um, can
2: we talk about the but, fact that that was stopped
1: yeah it shouldn't have been
2: i mean what what on but earth the next I mean, one's it's...
1: worse the next one is worse is what i'm saying this one All okay right. watch here so so here it's kind of dangerous a little bit but by the time we got to there see the hands on the hip by the time he gets to the hand on the hip he no longer is trying to do anything with the knee he's now going to focus on pulling the hips into him and getting him driven over you know what i'm saying there's gonna be no more pressure on the hip there
2: fine fine so, fine fine, fine right here fine, well here, fine. here okay
1: pause pause right dangerous. here please. Yeah. So right here right here he is working on pushing us oh, so i wish i could i wish i had a telescope he's wish, working on pushing the ankle to the outside so he can get his shoulder back behind and secure the position. This so right, na- right, right now, now, a little bit dangerous. So right now, he's putting some pressure on the knee. But let's, can we go slow like one more second? Is that possible? Okay, so keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, so right, keep going a little more, a little more. Right now, as he's capturing above the knee, so now his left hand is above the knee, his right hand is going to go up to the hip. Okay, so go a little more. But he so stopped as it. he gets here, but as he, he gets to here, right? But look, he stopped it before that. But when we switch the hands, we know what's coming next. He's gonna he, he blew to the here, whistle go before the switch. You could see him. Not, coming. no, he's, no. His hand was here. His hand was on the left hand when he blows the whistle. Look his at left the hand ref's was on the left leg.
2: hand. He's, he's that means it. we're
1: gonna pull here and
2: go here. Ben, you have like a a a, a total pie in the sky hope for officiating and bot like. Uh, your expectations for their, the the understanding of the position of the buyer—it's like,
1: it's it's never it's never going to be that way. Like, right, the, the knees in a bad spot. Stop it. And and well, they, he's been in a bit. But the thing was, it, Christian had been in a bad spot for about four to five seconds, and now it's getting out of a bad spot. And we're called as it's getting out of the bad spot. It had already been in the bad spot, and we didn't call it. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. I agree that the situation had improved, but his, he wasn't around the hip. But before he blew he the whistle before he was around the hip. He was still down was below getting, the leg. He was getting there. Yeah. <laughs> getting there. But it's like, yeah, you're you want them to be too predict I uh, it's just Well you're I mean listen,
1: that, that's that's where you go. You go there and then you go there. I mean it's Yeah, I okay. thought that was
2: a fine I thought that was when you stop it. I thought the other one was like crazy like late and like just a basic wizard limp arm situation that got stopped. Yeah
1: um yeah you know. and so then the other thing the other thing about that situation though christian and then maybe i'm being pious guy again if if a guy is to tweak his knee and it listen it doesn't happen it doesn't happen all that much from that specific situation where the guy's knee is on the ground and they're trying to run the corner um you think like brian Robuto unfortunately tried to jump back over the top saint right? john and blue is a and blue is acl um in positions where the knee is on the ground, you don't see knees hurt very often. if you do, it's usually just like a small tweak of the LCL. So we're not talking about a really, really severe injury um, in that position. So, I mean, I would really like to see them let that go on a little longer. And I think refs generally stop that too early.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I I get nervous when I see the knees in in that position. Like when it was completely turned around, his hips were like faced the other way. That yeah. that looks strange to me, and like it should be stopped. Period. Well, there's
1: the one, and then I think after that, even where he jumps over the top, that was that that's that's the yes. super dangerous one to me. But that's the one that also sucks because he like he put himself, he clearly put himself there. So it sucks that he's almost being rewarded for doing something stupid, which is getting the action stopped.
2: Hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with that. Other, um, that was a good match. I'd love to see them wrestle it again. That's one, that is a true coin flip match as as, I, as far as I see it. Um,
0: yeah. Was Williams was setting him up to go Iceman. He was. Again at
2: the end. But, but uh, you you can't always count on, on uh, those late scores, especially as someone as good as, as Caleb Henson, who's, mm. who's very
0: impressive. Henson could be one of, if not the best guys out of Georgia, out of this Georgia crop from the past, I don't know, whatever Seven years. Yeah. Seven, ten
2: years. He's super good. He's going to Virginia Tech. They know what they're doing. <laughs> um other interesting stories that Nick Feldman beats Christian Carroll. Very uh an exciting match came down to it. Feldman kind of got,
0: got Carroll, slipped in takedown. <laughs> almost gave it, it up it. at
1: the end. I'd say no takedown, but it was close.
2: It's not takedown, but I cannot believe Feldman after such a Let disciplined up. match, and then you just have this like little lapse. You maybe thought you won, and I uh, fired off an attack and almost had it, but did did not. It was the right call, because um, the head was buried. And I don't even know if it was quite a Jo. People, uh, we had a question like, wasn't that the Jo Steber position? I'm not sure that it was.
1: I didn't, and I actually didn't think Jo Steber I did not think that was a takedown. I mean, it's very controversial by the honestly. rules. It
0: but wasn't, but they have since changed the rules. Yes. Because of that match.
2: Yes. Very true.
0: Um, So that was. I
2: don't know if we're gonna. We have that or not. Um, Did you have that? Uh, No, but Tyler was pulling it up. Um, Okay. So good. All right, we'll keep it moving.
1: Other. Um, Oh, Bassett crushed. uh, So, hey, is uh, it uh, um, what's the Illinois kid's name? Seth Mendoza. Seth Mendoza. Is he also an eighth grader then? No, no, he's a freshman. Okay. So uh, I guess, uh, so I
0: then uh, maybe I should have asked this. Why didn't uh, Bo wrestle Anthony Knox? Because it, Anthony Knox wrestled Luke Little for the number one spot, at 106 pounds. Bo is not it. in the high school rankings. So, so he can't, can't be number eight. one. So where's that Mendoza ranked at then? Nine, uh, Nine I believe, okay. is what he was going Got into it. this match. So yeah.
1: That, I mean, that wasn't very competitive, Bo. Kind of put a clinic on him, but at the same time, this is one of those Pat Glory uh, Spencer Lee matches where I'm like, "Dang, Seth Windows is really good. He just wasn't quite good enough, and he wasn't quite good enough quite a bit, you know." Yeah, I in mean, all these scrambles, I also he, he looked so a little bit much smaller. I yeah, he
2: looked a lot smaller. He's a He's child. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Uh, really, I, thought he... I
1: didn't. I did not have that impression when oh, I was man. watching them wrestle. I think
2: he looked looked
0: uh... and not just smaller, like less mature. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, you know, but didn't. What was Bo's weight for Cadet Worlds?
2: Smaller than this.
1: He was like Way smaller. Four, four. I thought it was significantly smaller. Yeah, I think I was like ninety eight or Look something. Look at the pictures
2: like pictures of Bo from Cadet Worlds, man. His his cheeks were really sunken in. It was I think it was probably a pretty tough cut for him. whereas I think he's probably he's like a true six pounder. I'm not sure if yeah. uh
0: he made ninety nine pounds. Forty five kilos yeah, for Cadet Worlds. Yeah. That was I, only I mean two listen
2: that could be a news flash at Bo, Bo's going to be continuing to grow because he's, you know, yes. four, fourteen years old or whatever. Uh, and
1: have they, uh, have Bo and uh, Anthony Knox wrestled? No,
2: they could wrestle at Super Thirty Two. Mm-hmm. Bo's I going one hundred and six at Super Thirty Two. I'm wondering is is Knox going to go and be able to? I believe his plan is to go one hundred and six, dude. That'll to make be, way. That's like one of the most fire. That's like a Soriano Lee type of thing, almost legit, almost perfectly. Because when Soriano wrestled. Spencer. Oh my gosh, the parallels are insane. Cuz Nick was a <laughs> Nick was a freshman from New Jersey. Nick Spencer was up. an 8th grader from Pennsylvania. Young guns. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, Whoa. it 106. This is like this is literally what what we're looking at um potentially yeah. with with this matchup. I mean, totally um legendary status here. I think I think I think Anthony Knox is going to be, I mean, I'm not, he
0: impressed me a lot too. He's gonna
1: be a, yeah,
2: he he's the next me. one. He's, he's a he's a superstar kind of guy. His top game is what well, great, really. great on, top. Yeah, really good good on top. Yeah,
1: very good on top. Very good. He loves it. He works hard at it. Um, what club is he from out of New Jersey? Like where does he wrestle? Rhino now? school maybe? Wait, isn't that Mike Malzell club? <laughs> yeah, Mike coached. Him who who coaches there now? Mario Mason.
2: Um, oh. oh, what's the other guy's name? He said it yesterday. My, I was talking to Mike about it.
1: Okay. Cause Mike's been at flow for a bunch, what, 2017, 16, somewhere? Uh, 16. 16. Summer of 16.
2: Yeah. Summer it. of 69. Summer wow. of 60. It's the summer of 69. Mike Mallow's working close sports. <laughs> Got um, it. So, yeah, Anthony Knox, super good. Another guy that has continued to impress is, is Nate Jessaroga. He, to me, is yep. someone, it's He's like you, he is a, a ready to go college wrestler right now. He's got the hand fighting, the pace, the physical. How many years left does he have, though? He is he's a, a junior. He's a junior. He's so, two years. He's, he's going to be super-duper
0: good. And his top game surprised me as well. He was able to ride Joey Cruz out in the second yep. and make Cruz take neutral in the third. And mm-hmm. Joey Cruz never really came close to scoring in that match except the one point where Jess Roga cut him.
2: Yes. Um... So he's really, really good. Gabe Arnold won the the 170 four man bracket. Um, Rocco
0: welsh though, to yes. me was like the story yes.
2: coming out of that. Completely agree. I thought.
1: I mean, what? Why? Why do you think? Why do you guys think? I mean, just curious. Obviously, he got the two take. He, he looked really good against uh, Rojas, but uh, he was shut down in the finals match. So, why do you think he's the story? Well, he, I, th- I just, thought he was more
2: aggressive in the final. Um, just yeah, couldn't get the I takedown. Agree. I thought he had. Quite, he gave himself more chances. Just Gabe Arnold defensively is is pretty really solid. He's
0: really good.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. And it's like we kind of not that Rocco Welsh hasn't been on the national level or anything, but I think he just it was surprising to see him come up all the way up at one seventy now and do that. Um, Gabe yeah. Arnold's been up uh, ways for a little bit and has been on you know this national level for a while. Rocco literally made super 32 Rockwell, finals Rockwell. so last year so it's not like he hasn't been competing at a high level it's just up at 170 and Gabe oh, Arnold yeah. after the match said it had been a long time since he had felt someone like that strong and physical
2: yeah Rocco was he was super impressive to me and um
0: you know. yeah Rocco Welsh lost to Kelly I know that. I was trying to remember
1: who he lost to Fargo he lost to Kelly and then came back and beat Kelly in the same yeah. tournament and uh ended up finishing
0: third yeah He's still got two years left. Too. I don't
2: think a lot of people thought Rocco had a shot here to to win this bracket. Right, right. I think, really, I don't think so.
0: I don't think people were thinking he would be. I mean, Romas. he was number yeah. He was number yeah. He four coming in. So
2: yeah, I don't. Fair. I don't think a lot of people were. And he he was truly truly impressive. As you know, we had a question: Is Bass gonna be the first five time who's number one champion? It's certainly possible. I mean. Look at what he just did. You got to figure he's gonna be towards the top of the rankings every single year.
1: Well, has there been anyone that's you competed in it five times?
0: Well, no. But technically, you don't have to because Jesse yes. has been multiple and at multiple. This was Jesse's third, but he's been in two four mans two for this and won it. Got two wins last year. So if he would have won this year and next year, he would have been a five time winner.
1: Nice. Yeah. So um, we just gotta put yeah. Jesse in
0: a four man next year.
1: Absolutely. I'm I'm excited to see. Uh... Bo Bassett at Super 32 against uh, Anthony Knox. I, I was really impressed by Anthony Knox. Luke Lilladal is obviously good. Um, and what He was a silver or bronze at Worlds, but I also silver. watched Luke Lilladal. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a guy. I, I need to look it up so I don't uh, spout facts that are not true. I thought I watched him at Northern Plains, and he bumped up the weight, and he did not do all that well because I think I was – yeah, he lost. Yeah, he lost to a kid from Illinois, and then I guess he forfeited out after that. Jesse's um, a senior,
2: you know that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Mendez. He, he won't be back. Yeah. Correct. Maybe right, so we he red. Russell's red shirt. We, yeah. yeah, he's not gonna. Yeah. Um, he won't be in who's number one again. Um, fair enough. Okay, Fishback Nelson. That was a impressive win for for Dylan Fishback. I mean, um, the stall but call. The stall call was really the thing there. Like, I I so, f-
1: go ahead was
0: um
1: was uh wasn't Kevin Nelson ranked at 220 I thought yeah he wrestled you guys most him of down
0: yes because he wants to go 195 in college um so he's God, kind of like or 197, 197 yeah so he's getting ready for About it. that okay makes
1: sense
2: um anything else before we uh, put a bow huh. on? W and for me the look. time being.
1: Swedesky Arrington. I, I was disappointed when we didn't get to see Myers. I mean, there's obviously a few injuries. Myers Shapiro, I'd him go. Uh hopefully he's at num- who's number one. Um you know, Jackson Arrington looked pretty good, but I, I wanted to see both of those guys against uh Myers Shapiro. So that was uh that was unfortunate that he didn't get to wrestle. And then who's the other one that oh, I wanted to see Mark Anthony McGowan versus Jesseroga, that would have been fun also.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, shout out Joey Cruz for stepping up and taking the match and making 120 on super short notice. He's he's a, a big guy for the weight, and he made it, was it less um,
0: than a week notice. That less than in. a week's
2: notice, and he he did. You know, appreciate him coming. He's a super. There's not a lot of weights where you have like that good of a quote replacement, but Joey Cruz yeah. is only one of them, and he represented himself. But Just Aroga, just clearly continuing to improve. Excited to see uh, how much better he's going to get as a as a junior.
1: Mm-hmm. Um He's super
2: good. And I'm, I'm curious where he's going to go because – Well, he
1: can't go to Iowa because you have two of his teammates there.
2: Well, can, can he or can't he? I mean, I don't know.
1: How long – You have uh, Drake Iowa and you have – Shriver. Shriver. You know, is
2: that really going to be – I always seems to always figure this out. Every time we say, "I don't know, how's it going to work? How's it going to?" Well, things have a way of working themselves out. They love
0: backlogging twenty-five pounders. How
2: how big do we really yeah, think? But Drake Ayala is only going to be a twenty-five pounder. I no. think I think he's. But gonna between those that. two,
1: between Shriver and, and Ayala, they're going to be twenty-five or 25
2: Shriver's too big, and so also it's not like to start. I don't think. Sh- yeah, maybe Shriver won't start, but I think. I think you look at I like I like Colin, but. I think Drake and Besaroga yeah. are better prospects at this point.
1: Yeah, um, because if you look back at Iowa and you say it's worked out, but it just the, the guys who are the, aren't good enough haven't started. So uh, what was the kid from Minnesota that was a kid at world team member that you know he did, he never got Cashman never got a starting spot, and there there has been other guys that you know maybe would have done better had they gone other places and gotten the opportunity to start uh, that maybe that would have assisted them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's going to and like a Shriver a was, uh, I don't know, was he? He was top three probably out of high school, and now he's looking like he may never start. So it doesn't work out for everyone.
2: Well, um uh I, I don't think when, – when's the last time – I mean, I think it's Gilman Clark is the last time there's been like a pretty equivalent guy, right? When I say these things have a way, way of working themselves out, there's a clear – Number one, there's a clear pecking order in, in Iowa, historically, over the last couple of years, yeah. right? And Clark Gilman was probably the last instance where it wasn't super clear. Gilman won Midlands. He beat mm-hmm. um, Delgado and Gerard Garnett, I think it was, that year. And yeah. Cl- Clark had lost. So... Um, but other than that, I mean, Cashman is clearly not a guy that's going to contend for a spot at, at Iowa. He's not at all American or national. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's talking about good recruits that go somewhere. And then, they, I mean, cause part, part of getting better and, and you can, you can do it the other way, right? You can do it as a backup, but part of getting better is getting the coach's attention, getting the Spartacus, getting, getting the reps, getting all of those things that helps immensely at getting better. So when you put yourself in a spot, when you're clearly not going to be that guy, that that's going to be, counterproductive to your wrestling and listen like you said some guys deal with it fine and they get a lot better but there's a bunch of guys who don't yeah and and i think i think cashman was
2: always kind of a a question mark as as a recruit he he had the cadet world spot where he was a surprise when he made the team but i don't think anyone was like this is a guy that's going to be a a superstar at the next level i don't think he's the best example so anyway i bottom line Jesse Roca to Iowa makes all the sense in the world to me, and I don't think there's some logjam. I think if if Drake and Nate end up on the same team, I think they'll they'll make it work. Right, DeSanto's going to sure. be gone soon. Spencer's going to be gone. There's red shirts to play with. There's weight classes to play with, and I think it'll, it'll all make work out. Now, if that's where Nate wants to go, I don't know, but I don't think. Lineup construction is going to be the reason Nate Jessaroga doesn't go to Iowa. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No logjam.
0: Uh, right. I wouldn't necessarily say like I think it's still very much up in the air where he goes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very possible. Okay. Also, um, special shout out to Takedown uh for the uniforms and helping us out with some other Late gear issues. The uniforms were awesome. So. Those
2: were fire. My favorite, my favorite, who's number one uniforms yet? I thought they looked super, super sharp. So shout out Takedown. Those were really good. Um, first time I think they've made our, our uniforms, and I thought they looked freaking awesome. So that's cool. Shout out to them. Ben
1: Keeter. Keeter. Yeah. <laughs> I. It
2: looks like Cooter Keter. to me.
1: I think. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's Keeter.
2: Ah. It is. It, they can, yeah, it may be, but I think it's Cooter. I think the, uh, wrestling pronunciations. I mean, who am I, I wish to say? It was Cooter. How am I? Who am I to say? Tell this uh, man, a man of his size, stature, maybe, and athletic ability, how to say his name? Well, well what well, did he tell you? Huh? Well, I don't what know, did he ben. tell you? I don't know, Ben 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 Cooter from the Man on the Moon. But <laughs> I just I just know letters in <laughs> the order of them. How I would present it's like, H- Hidley, Cooter, right? But it's Hidley and Keeter apparently. So Ben Keeter. Doubling up at Iowa, he plays four sports apparently in high school. Going to be a total slacker when he goes to college and only do two sports: football and wrestling. Um, and uh, pretty good get for for the Hawkeyes. Now I always am like dubious of how is this really going to work out for for the double sports. Who's the last? Yes, really There's successful Hawkeye. Oh. G- Hawkeye. It. Hawkeye. It. Hawk it. From Fresno, but did, how did he job. do?
0: All American in both. But
1: he All American in both,
2: the same year.
1: I think mm. so. He be the I, last one. I know line. that jo-
2: I know that Josh Hoke had placed at, at one ninety seven, um, but I just don't remember. I thought he got like way more into football the year after that, and then did not recapture the magic.
0: Well, then he also went on to get drafted, so right. to the Forty Nine ers, not to the U.S. military,
2: stuff. right. Right. I know many of you are wondering which branch of the military. No. Did he place his senior uh, year? That's I
1: don't um, think he did. I don't think so. Oh, well, that was the corona year. year where no I don't one, think he was going to place that.
2: No one was allowed to place that year. Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty rare, and I don't know. what. I feel like you're going to have to probably sort of pick one, but maybe – that's a decision for later, and I don't know. But JD, do you know anything about his football? Like how he's good? Is very it? good at football. Very good at football. Very good at
0: football. Well, position? Well, he's
1: gigantic. He's two twenty. Super athletic. Yeah, I believe
0: he's Probably a linebacker.
1: Yes. Nice. I feel like the uh, requirements of I mean, requirements. I don't know. The obligations at Iowa may be different than Fresno State. You know, just like from a especially from a football team perspective. Um, yeah, and so, it's like we'll see. Maybe you can do it. They go to a bowl game,
0: like That's Jan- January. In January, right, and Iowa has a legitimate shot shot at making the playoff this year. They're ranked number five right now. I'm not saying they're going to do that all of his years at Iowa, but it, it it makes it tough and it makes you. Well, Iowa will yeah. certainly be in a bowl game every year. Oh, like, they're, they're going gonna, to be a going bowl to the game. Capital One or the Outback Bowl every year. Yes, it's just what they do. They
2: love Outback. I mean, it's a great – you can't beat Outback.
0: Ben, do you like Outback? oof.
1: What? Outback, (laughs) the food? Yes. Or Australia. The Australian Outback, they're being pretty authoritarian. I don't really want to go to Australia anymore. I used to want to visit there. Not anymore. Okay, we're uh, talking about a Bloomin' Onion, not the freaking authoritarian (laughs) Uh, regime or whatever. Dude, it's bad. You should watch it. I Uh, do. I'm aware, Ben. It's terrible. I have not been to Outback Steakhouse in a very long time, but you know what? I'm starting to like steaks more and more. Uh, I didn't really love steaks, and now I just, I freaking love steaks now, Christian. You call yourself so last in the week, air. I ordered myself a steak on the way home for practice. My wife's like, "What? You just get the, get whatever you want on the way home?" I'm like, listen, you didn't make dinner. I'm getting myself a damn steak, woman.
2: What? Holy crap! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: bold way of uh, of speaking to Miss Amy Asker. Hey, I uh, I love steak too. We're big big steak family. Um, Big steak family. Fine, fine meal. All right. So, Ben Cooter Keeter going to Iowa. Good
1: get for them. I'm pretty <laughs> sure though, Ben Keeter. You guys, are it's Ding him a few times.
0: It's I've simple. already been ding, but yeah, I did ding him. Uh, it probably means that Iowa picked up the scholarship. Um, so it's kind of like football, a recruit. Do you mean football? Or yeah. Obviously, Iowa, figured I, I figured Iowa would be involved in the scholarship. <laughs> but football. Um,
2: it would be really nice of right. Iowa State to do him a solid and pick up the scholarship and let him go to Iowa. But,
0: but then it's also like if he starts actually doing something in football, parents might be like, hey, like, hey are you still doing that wrestling thing? <laughs> yeah, are you sure, buddy?
1: Yeah, because uh, actually they're, – they're paying the bills. They get to, they get to make the calls, exactly. Right? And, and here's my question. Is, is
2: Ben – as I've always called him, is he going to be someone who could, you know, be, football is basically your life from what summer to we'll we'll call it December thirtieth. Is he going to be so good at wrestling that he's just going to be able to show up January one, start practicing, yeah. and be really really good as a a, a D one wrestler? Good place, start D one wrestler
1: good? Iowa good, yeah.
2: D one wrestler starter for Iowa good. That's my question. That seems like you got to be super special in wrestling to be able to make it. But he's at the right weight class to do it, right? Um, yep. You know, if he were heavy, heavy, if he were 84, 97 Not that there are many of those guys that are football players, but it'd be a little tougher.
1: So, hey, what did um, what did Nick Feldman weigh in at? Because he he obviously was bigger than Christian Carroll, but not by much. Just he was, he was like five pounds, too big. So he's like two
0: thirty five, two forty, or what? Something like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. I thought I I, didn't, I expected there would be a
2: little more of a size difference, and then they wrestled, and I was like, "He's uh, not that huge. much." Carol's big. He's real big. Yeah, and he, I don't. I don't feel like size played a factor in that match really at all. No, no,
1: I don't think so. Um.
0: Mm-mm. Okay. Also, shout out to those guys doing head car wheels and stuff. Shout out. They're not huge, heavyweights, but you still don't see that very much at heavyweight they are bigger than us well
2: maybe not ben ben's a big guy
1: no i'm not i'm not over 200 pounds i I decided to be a little healthier uh you're down to like what three bowls of ice
0: cream a week is all
1: well i really uh very small amounts of ice cream and i and you (laughs) know i picked up the intensity on the workouts because i just you know what i decided being fat was like a huge lack Mm -hmm. of discipline and i'm not an undisciplined person so then i'm just not gonna be fat simple yeah
2: I I I, yeah, like- I
1: was pro I was prohibited from working out for a, a four month stretch, so that probably did not uh, help my my shape. But uh, yeah, n- now I'm cranking it up. Good for you. I would rather work mm-hmm. out a lot
2: and eat what I want than you know yes. do. Th- yeah, that's I think that I think that's the way to go. That's the move. Okay. Yes. Do we want to do this 141 uh, bit here, JD? I think this could be a fun topic. Uh, do. Sure. Let's do it. Okay. okay, so we've been Let's going through the best, best weight, <clears> weight uh, by weight, best to not win a title of the past ten years. One forty-one is going to be spicy. So here's the best forty-ones to not win a title of the past ten years: Joey McKenna, Mitchell Port, Devin Carter, Hunter Steber, Montel Marion, Jimmy. I'm not going to say Jay Nyman because he could still win. It. Jimmy Kennedy, Bryce Meredith, Boris Novotchkoff, Luke Pletcher. I'm definitely not going to say Real Woods. Wait,
1: Montel Marion was not in the last ten years, guys. Yes, he was. 2011. When did he graduate? 2011 was his last year. I thought 2010 was – I thought 2010 – I should 2010 is not his last year. Um, I, thought he's, I think he's the same age as Max. And Max No, you're right. JD's right. Uh, he wrestled
2: 2011 okay. NCAAs. He, he had the crazy loss to Mike Thorne where Thorne jumped the whistle and the ref didn't get in there and Tom Brands got really mad and mm. I think he lost a team point. Um,
1: <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly. Sounds about right. Hmm. So, yeah. Let's see. Who is the best? I know like, you're sir, going Devin Carter. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, Devin
2: Carter's what? He's two. Two weights. 33 and 41. Um. Oh, speaking of Devin Carter, let me go back. Before we get, put a bow on okay. who's number one, G-move of the night was not from a wrestler uh, at who's number one. It was Kevin Dresser sending David Carr to who's number one. He was in the corner. He was around the guys. Cool guy. Everyone loves David Carr. Why not have your best wrestler around all the best wrestlers in the country? Um, I think some other coaches took notes and were like, How are they able to do this? I think, I think you're able to do it. Uh, he's just a little bit ahead of the curve. And so, you know, all the, all Kevin the wrestlers is kept-
1: good at finding those niches, huh, Christian?
2: Oh, yeah. Because I remember back in the day, the Virginia Tech days, he would say, like, Yeah, I just bring Devin Carter where I go. And he's my number one recruiter. He's like, The kids love Devin Carter. And now, same playbook, but now with an NCAA champion, David Carr. Smart move. Kevin Dresser, savvy cool. man.
0: And he's a good coach, and he's
2: an honorary Virginian. Whether he likes it or not, what he did at Grundy and Christiansburg that makes you a Virginian. Humble uh, guy, <laughs> I think he's a, I think he's, I think he's a Virginian through and through. Now, um, we we Virginian will certainly claim him. <laughs> so you need it anyway. That Devin Carter reminded me. I wanted to talk about that because that was certainly something that. Uh,
1: other college I was wondering why the hell he was, he was in the corner of Manny Rojas. I'm like, why is David Carr in Manny Rojas? I, I, mean, I know he's committed there, but what is the connection here that David Carr would come all the way to Dallas, Texas to be in his corner because Manny Rojas lives in Michigan. He doesn't live in Iowa. I could not figure it out. Who knows? Um He's just already got <laughs> his back. He's got his back. <laughs> he's got his back. He's his hype man.
2: So anyway, that's the list of people. So an interesting one here is Luke Pletcher because he was the favorite to win Would NCAA's in the Corona year. Now, if yeah. you want me to say that he Luke Pletcher is better than Montel or Joe or Joey or Mitchell Port, I'm gonna have a hard time going there. But at the same time, it's, he's an interest, He has an interesting argument that he
0: was probably the guy. Um, and that he almost was not even on this list. And he was almost not on. Why? He could have won in twenty twenty. Oh yeah, he yeah,
2: won. yeah. He, he was so close to not being on the on, on this yeah. list because he really could have won. It would have been him and Nickley in the finals, and who knows how it would have gone. And he had just beaten Nickley at Big 10s. They split on the year. Yes. So that's an interesting little nugget. And then you look at someone like Mitchell Port. It's like, all right, you lost to a four-time NCAA champion. <laughs> it's like, all right, he was super good. Um, but you know, the one year he, it looked like he would probably be in the finals opposite Logan. And he got beat by Evan Henderson in 24. So it's like, Hendo got him. And then he wrestled back for third. I think, um, Mitchell did. Um, then there's Montel Marion who was right there as well. So who, who do you say, uh, then?
1: Hmm. I mean, when I looked at the list, my first take was Joey McKenna. That was the first thing I thought. Um, Second thing was Luke Pletcher would have been NCAA champion, but he had some other years that weren't really that great. So I, I think it's probably Montel Marion.
0: Wow. I know. I want to go Montel too. I got to do
1: too. He was so I don't even good. think Real Woods <laughs> should be on the list. I don't know why he's on the list. I, know, you know? I
0: just toss on. You don't Listen. have to throw daggers at Real Woods. We have to throw daggers.
1: Th- i throw. Well, it. no, three three the daggers are throwing last, you. And he's the, – yeah, the daggers are throwing you. And it's not like he's made – you know, these other
0: guys are like made the NCAA finals. I'm, well, I was just literally thinking. I put a bunch of names on there.
2: <laughs> it's it's audacious.
0: Um, so audacious. for
2: uh, for McKenna, uh, let's look at his NCA losses. His last two years, his junior year, he lost one zero to Bryce Meredith, who yep. ended up losing to Yanni in in the final match. And he wouldn't he didn't go under Bryce, and then yep. he kind of waited a little while to get it going. And then his NCA final against Yanni, which will it's crazy. Which was crazy. Some of the calls were weird, for sure. And it's like, man, maybe he should have won that match, but he didn't. He beat Nick Lee that year, who is an NCAA champion. So, McKenna's got some wins that make you think. And then the fact that... Okay, so if we're going to say... One way to think about this, Mitchell Port lost to a four-time national champion. Is Was it his senior year?
0: That he lost to Logan?
2: Yeah. Yes. So, his senior year, he lost to Logan, a four-time champion. Close champ. too. Sort of, not really. Yeah, it's not like uh, ever really. Came. Um, it wasn't like Yanni, Joey. That's so, true. My point is, all right, if we're gonna give Mitchell that benefit, maybe does Joey get that benefit as well that he lost to Yanni, who could be, when it's all said and done, a four time, a five time national champion, whatever. Uh, that's something to also consider. So that makes me want to give him a little more weight. Then you look at Montel Marion and and the wins he had throughout his career. He beat a lot of really, really good dudes. And two um, finals, two. Yeah, he lost to Kellen Russell, and lost to Kyle Dake, Kyle Dake another four-time national champion.
0: Wait, Kyle yeah, he Dake wrestled good. in the 2012
2: NCAA finals too. That was 2012. He wrestled. Are you so yeah, he sure definitely, he's definitely that young. Yeah, why are you trying to act like Montel Marion's fifty eleven years old?
1: I feel like he's as old as my brother. Apparently, I'm wrong. It's okay.
2: Yeah, um, he definitely wrestled, in the, and he may be, but you know, the age there can be some age disparity with with these guys um yeah so yeah i'll take man i think i'm gonna take mitchell port actually and he's probably the best guy of this group yeah really i mean he was so he was because i think you have to look at the dominance and he outside of like logan he was such a dominant wrestler uh, his, especially his season year his i'm going montel year. and i'm not mad at that i think there's a lot of good options um who are you going jd
0: Real Woods. <laughs> um, I want to go Montel, but I think I'm gonna go Joey. I think I'm gonna go McKenna.
2: Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. I think he's. I think he's one of the names you can definitely say. Mitchell Port. Also, you can say whatever year this was. He beat Zane Rutherford. That's true. Ooh. He has the best win. That's a, And listen, Zane Rutherford, what, he lost to two people his entire career? One of them was yes. Logan Steber, who he beat. beat. <laughs> the other one was Mitchell Port. So Zane Rutherford was a full-on freak for four years of college. And, yes, he, he reached a new, like, crazy level his sophomore year through senior. But still, that win is a crazy win to have. Um, so, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna go with port.
0: Hunter Sieber is probably the biggest what if. Total
2: you know, what if because he's list. better than cause, yeah. Don't get me started. I mean Hunter. Did
0: he just
1: get hired? Did Bracky get hired?
0: Ohio.
2: Ohio. <laughs> Ohio, Bobcats, baby. That's a. That is a freaking great get. Um, by the Bobcats to wait. It's the Bobcats. Yes, it's the Bobcats. I so, um, I was I, I freaked out for a second. That it was Cleveland State and didn't and didn't want to give it wrong. Yeah, that's a. That is a great get, and I didn't know he was mm-hmm. even looking to go back. I mean, he'd been at Oklahoma, and I figured that was kind of like the spot. But uh, good, good job, Coach Greenley. I mean, Hunter's this super slick wrestler. Yes, yeah. by all accounts, a good coach as well.
1: Where, where was he coaching before
0: this? Oklahoma.
1: Oh yeah, Where the was wind sweeping yep. down the plain. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: with the deer and the buffalo play. That's a
2: that's a different song. That's what, a great song. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: no doubt, no doubt. Oh
1: my goodness gracious!
2: All right. Um, next up, you want to go to questions from friends?
1: Let's
0: sure. do it. First right. of all, though, Russia does have their worlds lineup. Oh yeah, King let's G, talk about that real quick. King G coming on tomorrow to talk
2: about it uh, in depth. Oh, he is
0: nice. So we'll have we'll have more to we'll talk so about So Are you it talking about the Sikkim
2: Sikkim D tweet? Yeah, that's Ivan. He is. The, he's the connect.
0: They had their nationals, their wrestle-offs, and these are the winners, plus 61 and 97 didn't have to wrestle off. They were given the spot.
1: So does this mean that this is going to be the lineup, the one that Ivan tweeted will be the lineup for sure? Yes. Yes. Wow. I never heard of Bi- Bizzoev. Who the heck he? He's good. He's been on the scene for a while.
2: This is why we're going to have okay. King G
1: on. He will give us more information. Yes. And where the hell is Cabardia? Is this like Narnia?
2: Yes. It's, it's, it's
1: uh, I gotta so look this up. let's
2: look. We'll just map it.
1: I'm going right to map it, right? I'm going to quiz it. I don't it.
2: know why. He's just like, it's, it's, it's just, it's from, in the Caucasus. It's by
1: Georgia. It's by Georgia. Yes. Um, but Everybody.
2: the, the, their heavyweight is from Petersburg, which you never they see guys from boys. Petersburg on the team. Never, never. But, um,
0: all that right. heavyweight has yeah. a one over our quiz, I do believe. oh. He beat the guy who beat the guy who was their Olympian. Dang. Cosreov. Beat the guy who beat the
2: guy. To be the man, you got to beat the man who beat the man. And I have always said dang.
1: that. Dang. Is... There's 70s from all the way over by like Mongolia. Yeah.
2: Is that um, Beridia? Bar- Bar- yeah. Bar- Bar- yeah. Is that where yeah. that is?
1: Yeah. Led by Lake Baikal.
2: Petersburg. This guy's going to be not that far from uh, his homeland because that's not far from mm-hmm. uh, Norway. Okay.
1: No, not at all.
2: Love th- this, would be, this would be where uh, people love Map Talk. I know that.
1: Map Talk. Yeah. Map Talk. So great.
2: Map Talk online. Social okay.
1: studies with Spay.
2: Yeah. Now let's go to questions from friends. Question for Ben Askren. Many international wrestlers are going seatbelt from a single leg. Is this something oh, yeah, you recommend for question. high school wrestlers or should they I stay reckon- on
1: the single and finish? I recommend the shit out of this position. Wow, <laughs> we'll, we'll go off. Kate. We we spent we spent so much time here. Well, because from a seatbelt position, you can force them towards an out of bounds line, which is going to provide a whole bunch of benefits in freestyle. Um, very controlling position. Obviously, we saw Gilman go there a whole bunch at the Olympics. So, yeah, we we worked this position so many times. Seatbelt is a man. If you have a good seatbelt, I feel like it's so beneficial. I I love that position in there. Um, both from the feet and on the mat. And uh, yes, I think we're seeing a lot of people spend time here because the other thing, and the other place I really just tell people, if you, get a single, you shoot a single leg, it's not a good single leg, and you get stretched out, if you don't move somewhere, then you're going to be in there for a headlock there, Mantis. You're you're going to be in a bad position, which you need to then recover from. If you're in a, a, a single leg and it's starting to stretch out, boom, you can switch to a seatbelt, and now you're in an advantageous position. You're not in for headlock defense or Mantis defense. You're in a seatbelt position.
2: Mantis toboggan position. That's
1: not what I'm saying. Yes, I do. (laughs) Doctor, I I love toboggan position. I got my my seatbelt though. I got a I got the rib crusher from there. Dude, you don't want to feel that one. Bust a watermelon open with that. (laughs) We could do it live on show Thursday.
0: I bring it. Yeah, let's go. You want to get watermelon over your basement? Yeah, go for (laughs) it. Yeah. Hey, you know what?
1: I'm Uh, in in your studio Thursday.
0: Oh, I forgot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ironic because because Ben Askren Christian. Ironic because Ben Askren doesn't wear a seatbelt. He doesn't even like seatbelts in real life, but in wrestling, they're the bee's knees.
1: <laughs> See, you knew you know who else used seatbelt was uh, Jake Herbert. He loves seatbelt. Now it's becoming very popular. Did he really?
2: I remember he oh, yeah. only. I when I think of Jake Herbert's finishes, I think everything was back door. And that, yeah, yeah. He. I feel no, like that Jake was like. Herbert he th-
1: loves the seatbelt. Okay. Promising. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe
2: you. Hey, you would know. Yeah. You would know. Uh okay, next question. Why wasn't Who's number one held at a bigger venue with a larger crowd? Well, it's harder it's hard to find venues for one. You guys should run
1: a cowboy stadium.
2: Yeah, we should just get the cowboy. That would be easy. Talk to my, my good friend Demetrius, Mr. Jones. And, Mr. Jerry Jones. And they've been using, they've been playing football in that recently. Um I don't know. Uh, I didn't ask for details. Um I think I think we will see who's number one go back to, you know. Maybe universe, maybe not though. Cause you know what? They, they, they charge you an arm and a leg to come to their place. It's like, well, what's the point here? We can do it way cheaper, way cooler, get our stuff, home field advantage. So, it looks uh, very good. Yeah. It looks, it looks better. Look better than it oh. did at the, uh, you know, Lehigh or even Carver in some ways. So, I, you I don't said, know.
1: uh, you said home field Christian, but, um, but, Why didn't you hold it in Austin? Dallas is, you know, a good three hours up the road. You couldn't find one good venue in Austin? No. Literally. Really? Literally, no. Literally, no. Yeah. WTF. Austin's too
2: popular now. It's very popular. Um, Wow. So, yeah, I don't, I would not rule out us having a bigger venue, larger crowd, but man, you know, you go to. you guys are maybe overstating the, uh, I-, I would rather have some scarcity for the tickets than like a giant place with,
1: well, yeah. What? Yeah. It's going to be hard. I mean, it's just going to be hard to get someone to pay and travel. It's not a team event. It's not a world team. I mean, even for the world team trials, man, they didn't sell yeah. that place out. So yeah, exactly. I mean, we're starting yeah. to see crowds yeah, high uh, for band. wrestling, but it's usually around the NCAA championships. A big 10 championship something where there's teams involved right and where there's a team component to it where it's like you know how many how many ties from a high school kid you have you know you have a ties to one kid are you really gonna pay the four hundred dollars for the plane ticket and the 150 dollars for the hotel to go see one high school kid and the answer is probably not
2: yeah i mean we've 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 had uh we were at lehigh many years um i will we we had we had we had a final x in lehigh and like hardly anyone showed up We've had who's yeah. number one there. Not many people came. Um, I Even Carver Hawkeye was like good, but not It's it And one, no 5,000 people there. That's for darn sure. It's just
0: unfortunate when it's that big. It's that it big. It doesn't th- get like filled. Like there can be an intimate setting with less people is better than a large venue with more people, but it feels empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a little more hype.
2: So, I don't know. I'm not ruling out that we wouldn't go back, but there, there's not 15,000 people that are trying to watch a high school all-star match um, either.
0: So Also, this is separate. Um, I'm not saying travel to who's number one, but a lot of people are like, oh, why would I watch who's number one? It's a high school event. Statistically speaking, not all these guys are even going to pan out in college. Anyway, um the level of wrestling that yeah. goes down at this event is crazy. It Insane. is far surpassed anything from 10 years ago, even seven, six years ago, high school wrestling. The level at which these high school sophomore, junior, seniors are wrestling is ridiculous. Yeah. So it, it's still fun to watch. And I would recommend it, recommend watching, even if you don't watch any other high school wrestling.
2: Yeah. Yeah uh su- super high level speaking of uh from PD3 dumpster fire the girls WO was clearly more entertaining bo- than the boys
1: uh, just freestyle
2: versus folk style or just the way the matchups went this year i yeah, think a little freestyle folk style i think a little matchup um uh i think i think matchups matter a lot but um man the the ladies just let it fly a little bit more right i think the guys are Calculated. They understand the you know any mistake could really be punished. for it. it seemed like the ladies just they just let it let it let it all hang out and just see what happens. The
0: pin total was literally doubled by the lady. There were three pins. There had been three pins in the history of who's number one. There were three pins Friday night.
2: Can you name the three huh. b- prior to last night? No.
1: So, uh, Sammy Sasso was one. Sasso.
2: Sam, yeah. Trent Heidley. Uh. Who do you pin? I don't
1: remember. Julian Ramirez? Yep. And um okay. dang, I don't remember the other one. I, like I figured one. you would know. We'll tag on it. Now I'm going to wonder. Um I so I, the part of me thought that from a psychological standpoint um the 3 minute first period cuz none of these guys had actually ever wrestled a 7 minute competitive match. So it made me think, like, hey, are they being um, are they being cautious because they don't know? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a different feel for them. It's a psychological thing where it's you know, hey, it's a minute longer, but that could still psychologically have an effect on some athletes if they've never done it before. So that was kind of one thing I was thinking about. When I was watching, is it that why we're having a little bit slower matches? Oh, Von, Vonovich over Jesse Mendez. Thanks, Ross Patton.
2: No Vasquez.
0: Yeah. yeah. Who did I say?
2: Mendez. Oh, yes. That's that, right. He power hard. half and pinned him.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: wild. Okay, Dope. Um, next question from our friends. Um, All right. EJ Newton. My son asked me why they don't rotate Olympic weights every other Olympics, so every weight class gets to be an Olympic weight. Let me think about it. Don't really like the idea, but what do you guys think? I also don't like the idea. Yeah, just tap your
1: yeah. weight. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of. Kind of not bad, kind of interesting. Then you're because, making
0: yeah. guys b- bounce, but then like, we
1: figure out how much weights matter. We figure out how much weights matter. We already know how we much, much weights matter.
0: It's like a lot. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't think anyone's questioning yeah. that. I don't think that's how we find out. Um,
0: we already know. It's just that the IOC won't. So then we're making all yeah, Olympics weights. specific to certain
1: size guys. You you're just you just hate James Green.
2: Yes. Well, I don't. If you moved it, then you're still doing that. If yeah, but you always and... give them a
1: shot once every eight years. You gotta give us a shot um, once every eight years. Give him a shot. All Leave right. heavyweight. Rotate the other five. I'm in. All right. From Tommy, the reply guy. If more rosters
2: get decimated by coaches or and or athletes refusing to get the increasingly mandated COVID vaccine, then leaving the programs voluntarily or not, do you think we're at risk of universities deciding it's not worth the hassle and begin cutting programs?
0: Yeah. We're right
2: quite a ways off from that. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Um. From Hedgehog Day. Oh, Hedgehog Day. Sorry. <laughs> why does Kylie Wilker keep her right hand on the mat when keeping distance? And why does Kennedy Blades have a walking routine instead of standing? I don't know what that means. Talk about what does these... that mean? A walking routine instead of standing.
1: What is that? I don't understand I don't know what, what that means.
2: means. All right. I thought the first part was sort of interesting, but I don't know. Maybe we'll just move on from that one.
1: Yeah, skip that one.
2: FRL memes. With all the talk of wrestling and AI, do you ever see a world where humans and robots could peacefully
1: coexist?
0: You know what we I want to talk about? do coexist. Right.
1: <laughs> you know what I want to talk about? AI wrestling robots. I've been obsessed with this topic. i brought it up like three times in our high school practices. I want to talk about AI wrestling robots, Christian. That's what I want to talk about. You're not going to be able to pin a robot. You're going to be, two, gonna be I want to make the robot wrestle, but I want, it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. Because it, it, there's it, it, the, and you know what this has made me think a lot about is how much more simple chess is than wrestling. Chess mm-hmm. is intellectually inferior to wrestling in in many orders of magnitude. Wrestling is has so much. In this. Oh, certainly. Somebody. No one's ever thought one. about this. Everyone thinks about they think chess intellectual people. No, wrestling has the intellectual capacity needed to wrestle at a high level is significantly higher because chess you can only make like this yo hey what's the the little horsey piece it can only go like this it can only go like an l right that's it can't do anything else doesn't matter it can't do it at different speeds it can't do it at different powers can't do sneaky moves it can't be like hey i'm going right and then i go left can't do that correct wrestling i can shoot a single leg like 700 different ways different speed different power different angles different setups different finishes so many different things the intellectual capacity to, to wrestle at a high level, and then on top of that, chess—you get like ninety seconds to make a move. They have a little clock there, and you get to ding it. Wrestling, you try to do it and take ninety seconds, you're gonna get pinned. Don't even think about dinging that bell. <laughs> well, I thought I would demonstrate. it. <laughs> you got to make a decision a like that.
2: Yeah, and you're you're under mental stress in chess, but it's mental and physical stress in, uh, yeah. in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, are there? I don't think there's anyone that would, that would question. it. I mean,
1: may, maybe some nerds would, but. You know, come on, dude. Some nerds. They're just huh. biased, though. There's no way. There's no way you can make a, a real argument. Right.
0: Ben, we can go deep dive on uh, the Danaher Friedman podcast when you get down here because I listen to it. And it is incredible. It's awesome. That's, that's awesome like homework for everybody. Go listen to is that it podcast. it really that good? It I is, still have it's to, so to it. It is so good. It's so, it good. Made, so good. I made so many people listen.
1: <laughs> I texted it to so many people that they got to listen to it. Yeah. Um, but I cannot believe, when they were talking about the AI, AI, well, they weren't talking about AI wrestling robots, they are talking about AI grappling robots, they did not bring up the the power balance component to it. It didn't make sense. They brought up the intellectual part of it only, but that's not, grappling and wrestling aren't only intellectual. There's so much more to it.
2: No question. I guess I gotta listen. John Danaher could be in town uh, this weekend. Actually, he's moving
1: to Austin, Texas. Yes. Um, really? Yeah, how many? So who on and the Denver Death used. Squad is moving to Austin? They're, they're all here. Right? They're, they're just all different here. clubs, but, but it's I all thought here. they were disbanding. They're they are, but, but they all moved all to Austin. So why are they disbanding but all moving to the same place? That doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: Because <laughs> they all love <laughs> Austin, <laughs> but not each other.
1: Oh, that so there's personality. So I don't don't
0: don't. JD, no. you've already said too
1: much. No, my listen. Uh, my take on it was they just someone wants to stay in Puerto Rico, someone wanted to move back to New York, someone wanted to go to Austin. That was kind of my understanding. JD, tell us the truth.
2: There's no nothing else he will say. <laughs> that <laughs> on, is air, on air, on air, we'll, on we'll, air, off air, no air.
1: Um, yeah, that's it. Then There's, I get the truth. Then I yeah. get the truth when I get to Austin. Okay, well, we'll Let's see, see
2: you comes. there. Hey, what what are you doing this weekend? Are you going back home? When do you fly back? You should come to yeah, WNO Championship.
1: Play, I'm back on Friday. Why don't you change? I gotta watch that? my kids. I gotta watch my kids, and I gotta which, do private lessons. I got stuff to do.
2: Which kids are we talking about? Your biological kids or the your athletic?
1: Biological, and then I'm doing some private lessons out on Saturday. Also, dude, the Saturday and Sunday
2: is gonna be insane.
1: Why?
2: WNO championships on, on flow grappling.
1: It's on like, what day? Saturday. Saturday and Sunday. Wait, why
2: is it a two day event? Because there's two five uh, or five um, brackets, bracketed tournaments. Two day. Tournaments. How
1: many? How many, oh. eight man, four man? <laughs> eight man. Eight man.
2: It'd be absolutely epic. They got wrestlebacks
1: backs just frontside?
2: Yeah, wrestlebacks. I instituted nice. that, actually. Like, dude, Good. Let these guys jiu-jitsu back. backs. Yeah.
1: No, Grapplebacks. No closeouts. Grapplebacks.
2: It's going to be freaking fire. Everyone's yeah,
1: the, man, the notion that, not to pick jiu-jitsu too much, but the notion that people would actually pay to go to Worlds, and if you lose one match, you're out, that freaking sucks
2: yeah it's it's not i mean there is bronze but i think you have to um
1: you have to make the semis semis. that's how it used to be at least
2: yeah i'm pretty sure that's how it is yeah i think they should they should do rest do grapple backs or whatever you want to call it it'd be good
0: I mean, it's the same for wrestling in that world.
2: well it's a little different but yeah
0: it's not you could go on one
2: (laughs) yeah you can go on one for sure
0: but yeah i mean i
1: I was speaking more from like like jujitsu it's um it's not like you have to make your world team and then you go, right? You have you, can, you can just show anyone can pay and show up. True. And mm-hmm. so and then they have the belt divisions, the white, the blue, you know, so especially those lower level people when they um you know, they pay all that money and go there and then they get one match and they gotta go home. That sucks. Yep. Um
2: We should uh put we should talk about this one maybe tomorrow. I wanna have a good one. But can we get one bold prediction for this upcoming NCAA season? Bold. Well, well, let's let's Ben's say for tomorrow
1: Missouri to win NCAs. Missouri's winning NCAs. Yeah.
2: Twenty
1: twenty four in Kansas City, Missouri's winning NCAs and I'm hosting the after party. And you haters can't come.
2: Well oh, I can't come?
1: You're a hater. I'm not a hater.
2: How much what have I hated on? <laughs>
1: Missouri um, seeds. I'm all not a homer. Well they're seeds. Constantly.
2: There. Yeah, they are terrible. Um Okay, last one from at some point today. I don't think you were shamed enough for trying to shoot down an AJ versus Gable match this season. Why do you hate fun?
1: Yeah, but, why do you hate
2: fun? Shame,
1: Christian.
2: All right, Ben did shame me then, and I felt shame, but I just... I think it's just so, so much fun. So it, much fun. So
0: fun. Let's you know what, AJ, just do it. Whatever the score we is it. it would be a, a good amount of fun. You cannot deny that. The pain yeah. will have not happen at your expense, Christian. So go all in.
2: <laughs> you're you're right. I just I think logically it's like, oh what well, why would AJ do that?
1: It just makes no why sense. Why do we to need me? logic? Yeah, why yeah, true. Let's I mean, do listen, it. here's AJ. Here's AJ. AJ says, hey WWE, I'm gonna bump up into <laughs> and take a gable. And you know, that is going to be the start of our budding rivalry over the course of the next 20 years. So, you know, you sign me also, and then I'll start talking to Smack. We'll start the rivalry. He'll beat me in wrestling. I'll come back, and I'll beat him for the WWE Championship belt, baby. <laughs> that would be
2: epic. Um, and one of those things would be an actual real competition. So that would be exciting. Yes. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> Such a hater. Come on. Hey, nice. Jesse Delgado fought for the first time last weekend, and Bo Nichols fighting for the first time this weekend. Yes, a lot of people seem like, uh, sur-
2: I don't know. I, I've just I fielded a lot of Bo nickel related questions over the last like week. Is like, did we not? We well, like, oh, is he done? Is he just doing an MMA now? I, that was always the plan. I thought I understood. Oh, was the plan, yeah. Post Olympics. Post Olympics. Bo's a fighter person. And, uh, a fighter you know. person, <laughs> and uh, so now he's now he's going to be fighting people and not wrestling people. Fighter as much. person, I'm sure he'll stay at. Uh, but He's
0: going to be a good fighter person.
2: I, yeah, Ben basically says every good wrestler will be a good fighter person, but that's not always. I mean, the
1: listen, e- even the really good ones are like, even when they're not good, they're still pretty damn
0: good. Yeah, yeah. So, Mid tier UFC is still pretty good. Yeah,
2: yeah. So we'll see. Good good luck to both. September 24th, I think. Is when he fights, um, which is like, dang, in like three or four days. So
1: it's shout out weekend, shout out Bone Nickel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Just you realizing the date? Yeah, realizing what what day is today. So exciting stuff there. Good luck to Bo. Good job, Jesse Delgado. Where where does he? Who does he fight with? What is this? Or-
1: some random random organization, random random fighting club. Uh, it was just something small. I, I don't even know the name. I saw it on Instagram, and that was it.
2: Well, we'll we'll try to know where Jesse Delgado fought uh, tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday. We get tacos on Wednesday. That's exciting. But guess what? I got to order After tacos Thursday, Thursday, Thursday too. Yes. Hey, I, you text me what kind of tacos you like, so I know what, what kind to order. Okay. Steak and chicken. Steak and chicken taco. Okay. Chicken. Whatever. Chicken breakfast taco. All right. Well, this is gonna this is gonna warrant a follow up conversation.
0: Keep okay. sending in those uh, voicemails.
2: Oh, I, I want protein. <laughs>
0: voicemails and uh, email submissions. The uh, It'll be in the link or in the description.
2: All right. Thanks so much. See you
1: tomorrow.
0: Goodbye.